Hello and welcome back to Set Your Expectations. So welcome to Season 2, New Year, New Us. I am still Joe and I am still your host. With me is still Josh, still my co-host. Josh, how you doing? Doing good, Joe. Doing good. Just uh, really excited to welcome everybody to Season 2, man. This is a labor of love for us and we've been working on this really hard. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've gotten some past guests involved. We have a new theme. Well, it's not a new theme. It's a remix theme by our friend Sean Daly, who was on the show, uh, owner, operator, and engineer of Mohawk Studios. So you'll be hearing that very shortly. Joe, what else we got? Uh, we also have new art by another past guest, uh, Alex Dart of Alex Dart Design. Um, he's going to be doing art for every episode, as you can see with this one, which will be featuring fancy, dandy art of every episode guest. Um, we also are going to be doing a new schedule. Uh, we're going to be releasing an episode every two weeks, every two Mondays on a bi-weekly schedule throughout the year for season two. So we also have a Patreon. Josh, you want to talk about the Patreon? Yeah, so hopefully by the time you're hearing this, the Patreon will be live. That'll be patreon.com slash set your expectations. We're just looking for some support. You know, Joe and I want to do this a little more full-time. Uh, work kind of got in the way a little bit, and we realized that doing this is kind of a full-time endeavor. So we want to do this and work so, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a both. Um, but in the meantime, we're hoping that if we can get some support that way, it'll take a little bit of the burden off and we can spend a little more time working on this. Like I said, that should be up now at patreon.com backslash set your, not, whichever slash you use, set your expectations. You guys got it. You know how to use the internet. And despite all the changes, we're still the same show as we were in season one. So we still bring guests from all over uh, different walks of life uh, to talk about their experience with different aspects of life and essentially the different misconceptions that society has about those things. So we're still here to break those walls down and hopefully educate ourselves and everybody else in the process. Um, Josh, who do we have today? Well, Joe, this episode was a little bit self-indulgent. It's about podcasting and we had our friends Peapod and Travis on. So Peapod has been on the show before. We talked to him about uh, being a radio personality. Travis has not um, but they do host different uh, podcasts. Peapod has the On the Radar podcast as well as Chick Flick Picks. And Travis does Audio Suplex Live. So this is our first time back. It was us kind of easing into it. So we had some uh, bigger personalities to help us kind of work our way through the, uh, the the easing back into it. So Transition period. Yeah, hopefully it sounds good. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, it should be good. Yeah, it was a great time. So here we go in three, two. One. New theme. Travis Moore, uh, and uh, and I record a podcast called Audio Suplex Live. It's a weekly wrestling variety show. We cover pretty much everything you would want, WWE, uh, independent wrestling, uh, so on and so forth. So we try to put our own little our own little spin on it. So, yeah. So how long have you been doing that podcast? Uh, so we started Audio Suplex Live, I want to say, last February. So we've been going roughly almost a year now uh, with this current endeavor. 
Uh, and it's been cool because we've been able to branch it out into other things as well. So because of the show, we've built like a really good relationship with our local independent wrestling um, promotion, uh, Northwest Ohio Wrestling. Uh, so we do commentary for them now. We have wrestlers from the promotion on the show as guests. Uh, and it's cool because we're, we're able to like kind of like build up storylines with them at the same time expose fans of their promotion to to more stories of the wrestlers that may they may not have heard before. So it's just you and one other guy on your show. Yeah, primarily it's just me and my co-host Corey, uh, heel Corey, as he's known on the show. But we also have like a as we like to say on the show, a cavalcade of friends that uh, kind of rotate in and out of the studio. We have uh, BT Jackson's a really good buddy of ours. Our buddy Matt comes through the studio every once in a while. The pre-show stopper, Sean, uh, has been known to come in and do our uh, pay-per-view preview specials with us. Um, yeah, we have like a, a cast of characters. And obviously, uh, uh, Pod and I over here share a producer in Joe, who is uh, mm-hmm. basically since him and I have started podcasting, has been like the the producer emeritus i guess and he's just kind of like the go-to producer he's been kind of like the brains behind the whole thing so he is yeah uh, so let's not hide the the peapot in the room yeah Hi. is it true that you put the pod in podcast i did i did <laughs> there it is there that's it your, is that's your influence that, that is generation. uh my name is christopher daher uh better known as peapod and i host a podcast called the on the radar podcast which uh, features music and bands coming to through and from the northwest ohio region um, I work out of technically now two uh, studios. I take out. Uh, I work with Steve Orser of the band Secret Space, and out of his uh, studio, the Master Bedroom. Shout out! Uh, shout out to them, uh, uh, located in the Collingwood Arts Center. And I just actually added a second uh, studio uh, from Underhill Recordings. I work with uh, Patrick uh, Sheckert of the band <laughs> Ghost Native, and uh, I do uh, uh, some episodes with him as well. And uh, we cover uh, bands coming, once again, to, through, and from uh, the greater uh, Toledo area. And we feature music and interviews and just talk, kind of talk about music life and everything else that uh, we we discuss in that. I've been doing that for about a little over 10 months, which, which originally was a radio show on 100.7 Zone, but since that radio station doesn't exist anymore, I took that idea and... I love the idea of just, you know, kind of cracking uh, open the skulls of, like, musicians and just kind of see how they tick. Plus, I, I love the aspect of live recordings and, li- and live sessions. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I do that as well. And then just, you know, we talk about, you know, God knows what uh, that, that comes to us. Music-related, politics, social norms, shit like that. I don't, so. I don't say this because he's sitting right next to me. I say this. It's a phenomenal show. Like Thank If you guys get a chance to listen to On the Radar, it's it's fantastic. And he's got great bands that come through the studio. I've worked I work really hard because I love I love the, the, the passion, the music that, that is from here. But um, I, I'm really trying to set up, step it up to get like more bands that are traveling through, stopping by. Like I love Little Elephant. Uh, which is uh, a video and vinyl service uh, from out of here that gets bands that uh, that travel through and then they do like live sessions in their home mm-hmm. and then they put those live sessions on vinyl but at the same time they also record videos. I like to try to do uh, stuff something like that but concentrate more on the interviews and the music instead of just vinyl and the videos. Yeah, if so. you're if you're a fan of like the um, like the um like the NPR de- Tiny Desk concert series yeah. and stuff like that. It's very reminiscent of that, which is one of my favorites. You know what? That's a huge compliment because yeah. no, that, absolutely. That's 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 something I, I I try to strive for. And those NPR Tiny Desk concerts are actually phenomenal. And Audio Suplex Live is really 
well put together and and I'm not as big as pro wrestling as I used to be in but uh oh, stop. See, it's really entertaining the, the stuff they're doing they, and for such a small little podcast in such a small amount of time they've done a lot of stuff in the area even working with our uh, local bar around here called the Beer Stube and now they they're hosting uh, uh events every Monday night raw there so that's pretty incredible so so I want to start with you Pod okay um Let's date back. When when did you start it as a radio show? Because oh, I know you said you were doing Jesus. this for about ten. Uh, about two years ago. Okay. Was uh, that was that your idea then, or is it something that like a project? Yes, that was yes, and no. I, I I there used to be a local music show around the area, um, on uh, when the zone was back on one hundred six five FM, before stupid sports came on. And <laughs> I'm not bitter. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and they they feature a lot of local music and then when I when I got kind of the reins of the station I was like I I really want like a live music like a local music show I know there's music around here even though I only like knew about it a little bit but I never like dove in for how well like the music scene is so I I wanted to do feature that and I worked with a first local booking company named Innovation Concerts and we we did that for a while and then they had to kind of jump off due to you know financial reasons and I went solo then later on we had Culture Clash Records jump on as well which is a local record store around here and they did it with us as well and we featured you know a lot of like up and coming bands up and coming music independent artists uh, things like that and I interviewed almost close to 150 artists whether it's like local or in like Team regional Team. national like someone like the biggest names I've I've interviewed was like MC Chris and Andy Flag and Balance and Composure. Fantastic! Uh, I love I love Balance and Composure. Um, and then like I interviewed some great local artists as well. And then I um, when the station went away, I, I really wanted to continue doing the show, <clears throat> so I really wanted to change it change it up a little bit. And with radio, you're 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 confined to the amount of time you can do. With podcasting, it's really as long as you want to make it. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is, you know, go really dive in and and almost be unhinged in the sec uh, in the sense of like talking about it, whatever. And if a band curses, then it doesn't it doesn't matter or whatever. It's a little bit more free form because obviously the internet, yeah. Um, at least for now, but that's another story. Uh, that uh, we can we can say what we want and we can do what we want and how we choose it. I was fully in control of what I wanted to do, and I ended up working with a. Uh, after talking with a couple of studios and everything, I worked with. Uh, I hooked up with Steve Horser of Secret Space, and he had a tremendous little uh, little studio in the Collingwood Arts Center. It was great feel, and, and it was a lot of fun. And then uh, he ended up getting just busier because of Secret Space stuff and recording other bands. That I'm like, well, shit. I want to keep doing my podcast. I don't want to have like these big long lulls of you know nothing going on. So I ended up hooking up recently with uh, Patrick Sheckert, um, and I and we just uh, at the time of this recording we we're just about to drop the first episode that I'm doing with that studio, and it's going to sound pretty fun. And it also loosens up the genres and everything we can do. We can do a little bit more heavier music because that's what this type of music he interacts with and stuff like that. With Steve, it was a little bit more indie, a little bit alternative, which is nothing wrong with it. It's just there's so much different styles of music that is coming out of here. So I wanted to work with other studios and I'm hopefully want to work with a third studio. So I kind of have like a 
uh, like a Rolodex of different studios and the different artists that I can uh, hit off. Yeah, of. it seems like Toledo has a really robust music scene. Oh, oh yeah, certainly, certainly. I think oh, God, it's because yeah. there's nothing else to do in the Midwest. No, well, no. even it's corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, well, uh, I guess there's nothing to do but learn how to play music. And yeah, that's where everybody goes. And even, it's even for even for my show when we started it, uh, we were uh, once we landed on the name, which is another story in and of itself. Uh, we were e- we were able to go to like a, a to take your word, Rolodex of mm-hmm. bands that we're friends with and stuff like that. Mm. And we were able to like tap one of our friends' bands to use their music as our intro and outro music. So Go good. listen to Dark Fantasy. Uh, it's actually intro. Wax. Oh, it's Wax yeah, now? Yeah, wax. Oh, Wax is even more, we, even more phenomenal. We have used Dark Fantasy for stuff that I've produced with them as, for, with ASL as well, though. So shouts out to both Wax and Dark Fantasy. They're so. great. Excellent. So I want to hear more about the inception of your show. Like, yeah. was it your idea, your partner's idea, was it... And, um, and since you kind of glid past the name thing, uh, just ex- let's explore that. Right, right, right. Um, so, for so, naming shit is hard. Yeah, no. Well, it's, it's especially no, as a writer, I can tell you, yeah, yeah, naming shit is fucking hard. It's insane. Um, so this might surprise you, but um, we're not the only professional wrestling podcast in the world. What? I know it's 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 a. Uh, I, I, I jokingly tell Corey, my 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 co-host and my partner for the show, that uh, we really picked the wrong time to pick, start a wrestling podcast because it's an incredibly crowded market right now. Like, there's a lot of pro wrestling podcasts there out there. Like the Ring Report. Or oh, there's tons. There's yeah, there's so tons. There's so the Ross. Well, and see, that's the thing. Like when so when we decided to start the show, um, there was like a solid like two nights in a row of Corey and I texting one another back and forth of like cool names. And then Googling it to see if it existed. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it turns out like literally every name that we um that we've come up with all the good puns. Yeah, all the good ones are, are and all the good puns, so to speak, are have already been taken. And uh so so we landed on Audio Suplex Live, which has actually kind of helped out in a in a really big way because it kind of actually formed the format of my show. So our show is a weekly live show. Um, it's a, it's an audio podcast that you can listen to in your car or on your way to work or at the gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when we record it, we're broadcasting. Initially, it was uh, over YouTube live, but now it's actually uh, for stability reasons and for audience reasons because we have a bigger following on Facebook than we do YouTube. It's over. It's broadcast via Facebook live. So you can actually watch the show we have full production values. We have logos. We have graphics. We have the whole nine. You can watch a show being produced on a weekly basis if you want to watch it. The videos are archived on YouTube and on Facebook for for viewing. But you can also listen to it. It's an audio podcast, and that all stemmed from the fact that with the name, we kind of forced ourselves. Well, I guess we have to be live now. So <laughs> shut yourself in with that one. Yeah. So uh, the show itself started. Um, Basically out of me and my friend Corey and to a greater extent, uh, our friend groups, just love of professional wrestling and the storytelling that goes on with professional wrestling. And we just we spent all of our time talking about wrestling anyway. So we figured why not just make a recording of it, you know, start it as a show, kind of see where it goes and go from there. The, The early episodes, if you guys go back and listen to them, are literally just like very rudimentary, like. Here's what happened on Raw. Here's what happened on SmackDown. This is what we think about it. And now here's the outro of the show. But now we've evolved to we have guests in studio. We just did an episode today where we kind of uh, bit off of another one of Peapod shows. Hmm. Uh, am I allowed to uh, drop that yeah. show? Yeah. So Pod's got another show called Chick Flick Picks with our buddy James. I don't um, do it as serious as I do on the radio. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of his vanity. It's, it's really it's really just like it, James and I. We like we James wanted to do. James has been a friend of mine for about uh, over a decade. Yeah. 
and we he really wanted to do a podcast, and we we were trying to think. We originally actually wanted to do it on based off a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours that we, we met through, who passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, due to you know kind circumstances. of a couple of circumstances, we had to scrap that. So we decided just as out of nowhere, like we're just two dudes. Let's just like review like female-based chick flick right, movies. Right, which I did an episode of, and it was a, a blast. And, and, and it's just, because, like, two... two adult <laughs> males. Two, two adult males talking about chick flicks. Because, like, these are, like, the films that you, if you would you were in some sort of relationship or, you know, you had to sit through... Definitely films that you aren't the key you, demographic. Correct. That, so it's, like, an outside demographic watching right, these, right. F- these films. And it we've covered... Some known ones, some right. not so known ones, some just off the wall ones, and like so we lifted that concept of watching a movie and reviewing it as a podcast yeah. for an episode that we did today, actually, uh, which is available now. Uh, where for Halloween we decided to review the WWE films classic "See No Evil," oh, <laughs> starring God. Glenn Kane Jacobs. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this film, don't. It, it's terrible. I was about to say, is it ter- it's is terrible? Really, have you watched it? No, it's horrible. I don't want to. I think I've seen it. I invited my roommate to watch it with me last night because I had to obviously watch it for the episode and uh, about maybe five minutes in he got up and went downstairs he's got like a little music studio where he plays guitar and stuff like that and he just started jamming out and I saw him this morning I was like yo that was probably the smartest decision you've ever made it was really bad <laughs> yeah the, the day we're actually recording this episode of Set Your Expectations we just did we just recorded an episode um, uh, for our our Halloween episode called I Married a Witch it was from 1941 Ooh. Um, James chose this movie out of nowhere because he was born in 1941 I <laughs> You know, his because he has around a, in the sensibilities of a man <laughs> in 1941. Uh, it's just, it's, it's actually not bad of a film. It's just really off the wall, but at the same time, it's just, it's, it's very corny and it, it tries a little bit too hard. It's, it's like attempting to be slapstick without being slapstick. We have that in common. Um, yeah, yeah, and but it wasn't, it wasn't bad an episode. But it was when Travis did an episode with us uh, about a month ago. Uh, or so we did. Uh, we did it on Mean Girls. We we have a couple of guests that come in, and that we we started that like the guests choose the episode. We literally doubled the runtime of the movie. Oh talking my god! About it. it was it was crazy. It was close, close to three course. hours. So and we did we did and we split an episode uh, for uh, another guest episode for. Um, Oh shit! What was it? Uh, oh, um, Love Actually yeah. into two episodes, and those two episodes together still was not as long as our Mean Girls episode. I don't know what happened. I think we just went. You have what happened? Been, you put you, me, and James. Yeah, in the we room. had three charismatic people all together. Alcohol was involved, and alcohol was involved. <laughs> Uh, well, and Mean Girls is one of the best movies ever made. It's, Absolutely, it's it's a tremendous film. It's, yeah. but it's almost at that point where it doesn't hold up. You're it's, it's, insane. It, it's well, well mean I guys said will come out in two years. It's so. mean, it'll just it'll just You're be insane. rebooted as Mean Girls. The Rock is gonna be. Amazing. I could watch Mean you Girls ten I, years from now, and it'll it. still be just as great a film as it was. No, I'm not saying it's not a bad film. I'm just saying that it like how it how it is like and how like people like talked about it. like one of the first lines of the film like someone was called a fag on it, and I'm just like <laughs> watching it. And I'm like, you can't fucking say that now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like, like that's why I'm saying it doesn't hold up in that sense. Yeah, but you have to remember the sensibility people had at that time yeah, yeah. it was a much well, different like, it was like five then. years or, or whatever Hell, it, was it was a little was longer I think yeah. it came out in like 2006 okay. well yeah so it's like so no, 11 years ago yeah so you know it's, same year that Cena Weevil know, starring Glenn you know Kane Jacobs came out actually do you know how many presidents we've had since then <laughs> <laughs> two 
All right. Before we segue to, I'm sure, your next question, I do want to drop one little tidbit that I learned about See No Evil when doing research. It was actually directed by the same guy who directed the uh, music videos for Linkin Park's One Step Closer and Vitamin C's Graduation. So, Jesus Christ, uh, if, Vitamin if we C. Could, I mean, just not to digress too much from the serious part of this podcast. But Certainly. Can I get like a 30 second uh, just synopsis of Sino Evil starring uh, Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, okay, so the, the, the basic premise is Glenn Jacobs, uh, Kane, if you will, is a serial killer and he, for the better part of 82 minutes, uh, knocks off, it's literally your early 2000s, um, every early 2000s horror movie trope condensed into one. So you have like your edgy group of attractive, you know, 20 Outsiders. Yeah, outsiders. Oh, They're nice. actually uh, prison inmates who are doing uh, charity work to get time shaved off of their respective sentences, which are actually shown on the 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 the, the movie. Like you get to intro- okay. like you get the introduction to all the characters at the beginning, and yeah, it's 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 just really bad. The, the 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 set is fantastic. The practical effects are insanely good for for a movie like that. But the acting and the plot holes are there's enough plot holes in that to make Swiss cheese go damn. It's really bad. Was that one of the first WWE films? That it was they did? the first. Um, it was the first proper WWE film. Uh, they had attached their name to three previous, all starring The Rock. I believe it was like the Rundown, um, the Scorpion King, and whatever the uh, Walking Tall. So okay. I like Walking Tall. So whatever happened to that guy, by the way? I don't know. The Rock. I hope. I mean, he, he like made those three and then like kind of fell off the face of the. Place. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. I actually made the same joke earlier today, so I apologize. Oh, nice. <laughs> if you listen to ASL, all right, you, know, you heard it twice. Um, so I want to kind of go back in time about four and a half minutes uh, to when you were talking about how you, you always do your show live. You're kind of forced to, yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. you're held accountable by the name you chose. Yeah. So that show that you perform live that people can see then on Facebook, is that the same content that you release? There is not a single difference. Like literally the second, the second we stop recording and the second we do our outro and everything like that, our producer Joe literally turns around and uploads the, the, the raw. I mean, he might, he might edit the levels a little bit, but we don't edit a single thing out of the show. Like it's literally as you see it on YouTube and as you see it on Facebook live, when we're recording is exactly what you get when you download it on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you download your podcast. So how do you like that compared to other podcasts you've done in the past? You know, it's funny cause I've actually almost exclusively worked in that same format. Cause uh, to get to kind of hit the Wayback machine to circa maybe like 2000, and I want to say like 2009 or something like 2009, 2010, we've been working with the producer Joe that we have for our respective shows for, for many, many moons now uh, in various mediums and various podcasts. That's how I first met Joe. Yeah. 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 Cause we, cause way back in the day we used to have a show and I'm sure we'll talk about this extensively at some point here uh, called Lutes cast, which is for a website that we had called Epic Lutes. We had the nerd or the nerd complex podcast Mm -hmm. uh, or not nerd complex live actually, as it was called. Uh, we had a comic book podcast Peapod and I had at one point together. Bags and boards. Uh, that was recorded a little bit more traditionally. Like, we would just record That's the audio for that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We, once again, remember when we were naming that, it took us forever to find a comic oh, book Jesus podcast Christ, that yeah. wasn't... What did you guys name it? Bags, Bags and, and Boards. boards. There's literally, I, yeah. literally, I literally listened to a podcast called Bagged and Boarded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, like, didn't, didn't we change it at some point? We actually changed it to Comaholics. 
Oh, that's at it, one point yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, I still kind of want to do a comics podcast, but at the same time, I don't. I'd be so lost at this point. I'm so out of the loop. I, of I, oh, don't don't worry. They they reboot everything every. Time I was gonna say I just like, wait till the next like big major reboot. They, they just, just back they just undid a bunch of stuff. So from so, Marvel, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I personally like that format because one, it kind of forces us to stay a little bit more aware of our time constraints. Like when he was doing our Mean Girls episode, you know, there was a couple times where he goes. Don't worry, I'll just take this out and post, and yeah. you know, oh, we'll just do the intro and like, because we were gonna do a drop for my show right. uh, in the middle of the show to, to you know, obviously kind of like plug my show or whatever. And he's like, "Don't worry, I'll just edit it in later." And I'm like, "Man, must be nice, because like my show, like I, I feel so bad because like Joe working with you is like a cakewalk for him, I'm sure, compared yeah. to what I put him through." Like, no, I, I, I just, I, it, the idea of just a podcast is it's also because like myself and, and James when we get together, like. There are certain jokes and there's certain things that, like, I'll just go, like, like, because I still work in radio. <laughs> so, like, I don't necessarily, like, can't go too, like, right, off right. the wall because, you know, I could get potentially in but trouble see, for it. But at the same time, I also just like cleaning up all the mess So um, because a podcast, to me, is, uh, is something that you can listen to. And I like the idea of, uh, much like I mentioned, like, comic books, um, that you can potentially jump in. On an episode, and you don't have to listen to previous episodes to know what the hell's going on. Right, right. See, it's it's a one off. You can jump in whenever you want and jump out, and you won't lose anything. And see, I think that format of editing and that format of recording and the way you guys do your show fits your style and your format. Oh, yeah. for your show a little bit better. Like, see, my my show where it's more of like just like an open discussion about wrestling with whatever of the quote unquote cavalcade of friends we can get into the studio that week kind of lends itself more to like that live free form, almost kind of like a sports center or like a around the horn esque you know, open discussion. Yeah. Yeah. We have our whiteboard. Obviously we'll write down what our topics are for our news topics and mm-hmm. what the main, you know, meat and potatoes of the episode is going to be. Shouts out to Corey. He hates when I say that. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, so like for my show, I think it kind of lends itself more to that live format. I think we call those talking points in the business. Talking points. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that? Yes. I'm, I'm not up term. on my uh, industry. The only industry term I really know and push right now is synergy, which we're getting a lot of right <laughs> yeah, now. So. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah, pinnacle yeah. of that, yes. Yeah, this really is synergy. Is. No, this is like full circle. Like, this is us talking on a podcast with our friends about podcasting. This is about as meta as it gets, as Pod alluded earlier before yeah. we started recording. Yeah, it's... Uh, speaking of meta, you, you know, said... Uh, did you say that the guy that you're working with now on your podcast is Pat from Ghost Native? Yes. Yeah, we had... Uh, Good carp on the season carp. one. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, talking about the same band. I'm gonna say, it's, it, and it's cool because like here in Toledo, there's such a a scene of. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in a very non damning way. It's a very incestuous creative scene. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you have. There's a lot of bands that have played with a lot of bands. Like I I literally. Well, I, even even not even from the music standpoint. Right. I'm just talking about creative types in general. Yeah. Like podcasters and musicians. So you work hand in hand with musicians. I work hand in hand with independent wrestlers in the area. You guys have had independent musicians on your show, and like we use independent musicians for our show for our music. And you know, there's like a lot of like cross pollination in communities here and i absolutely love it for that reason well, well, that's the that. best thing and I, I in all honesty that's the best thing about this show that we have is because every person that we bring on is a new business relation 
You know what I mean? Right. Oh, absolutely. We brought on a guy to talk about graphic design, and he made us. Now he does artwork for every episode. Shout out to Alex Dart. Uh, Shouts hey, out. Uh, Sean Patrick Thomas Daly, who actually Pod introduced mm-hmm. us to. Um, he's gonna uh, remix our uh, intro. Fantastic. Um, so I mean. Well, hopefully by the time they're hearing this, they will have already heard a remixed intro, right? Yeah, well, ideal, yeah. <laughs> and that's actually worked for my show before too. So we've had guests on. Um, we had Robert Lopez, who's the owner of Northwest Ohio Wrestling, on, and through that relationship with him, he's actually, you know, if like an independent, if like an independent wrestler like puts something on their Facebook status or Twitter and says like, "Hey, I'm looking to do some podcasts or something like that," he'll now tag our show. And oh, we've nice. booked guests for our show based off of that. Shouts out to like Victor Andrews and uh, and uh, JT Davidson, who was actually brought to us by our friend Matt. So like, it's really cool to see him doing that because in college, I actually did a pro wrestling talk show for college radio, and we did a lot of stuff like independently, and we did a lot of interviews over the phone with independent art, uh, independent wrestlers. But he's gone so to the point where it's like localized it has more of a, uh, a Toledo feel which is great because I feel like our town does it as much as people like to shit on our town our town is actually has a really a lot of like artistic people and uh, and, and pro and, wrestling and, is pro art. Re- and, and pro wrestling and it just a lot of cool things happen in our town that not a lot of people know about I'm gonna say that a little louder for the people in the back pro wrestling is art yes like in the is. same way that going to a show and seeing your friends play music like pro re- professional wrestling I went to uh, Northwest Ohio Wrestling did their three-year anniversary show last night. We and part of our relationship with them is that we filmed it, and pretty soon you guys will be able to see the the, the fruits of that labor and our commentary over it, everything <laughs> like that. But I will tell you this right now: like I've I've been to wrestling shows, actual stories were told in that ring last night, and and the the reviews are in. It was a fantastic time. Like it was. The roof was blown off of that building. And if you guys missed it and if you guys are listening to this, there is really good independent wrestling here in Toledo. Oh, yeah, there is. And and you guys need to make sure you're you're here now for it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty passionate. Yeah, man. I love, <laughs> like, I, I, I think about this a lot now. Like, I, like I've like i kind of transfor- transformed to the point of wrestling where I watch it more for, like, the, the adoration for the artistic you know, what goes into it from an, from a storytelling point of view, like, you know, like telling a story in the ring is something it's a lost art to a lot of people. It really so, is. But yeah. So I, obviously you, you can say that this podcast has given you a lot of perception. Uh, oh, certainly a lot of perception from it. What other skills do you think that podcasting has given you to help you like in everyday life? Promotion. <laughs> certainly. Oh my God. Uh, there's no, bigger self-promoter than me like i uh so my regular jag off nine to five i sell t-shirts uh at, at our local mall here and uh i had a guy come in uh wearing a bullet club shirt if you guys aren't familiar the bullet club is a is a two we can't say we can't say what we just did because it's illegal we'll get a cease and desist from wwe <laughs> um but we just did like a hand kissing thing with our hands um it was very it was very intimate I yeah liked it. yeah so um, I saw a guy with a bullet club shirt come into my store one day and I'm like talking to a customer and I'm like, give me one second. Uh, excuse me, sir. Every Monday night at the beer stew, we host Monday night raw. If you're not doing anything, like I've like become like a shameless self promoter. Like I don't give a shit. I will plug my show to anyone, anywhere, anytime. I've probably blown up your guys' Facebooks with like in- invites to like events and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. Come through, come hang. Like. I, uh, the biggest thing for me is like when I first did on the radar, I had radio backing. So now, unfortunately, I don't have radio backing because my uh, I've transferred more into more of the management role. So I'm less on air than I used to be. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I have to do it on my own. So I have to actually push myself to promote more. And sometimes I, I have a, I still have a hard time like 
still think that I'm like relevant around here, but come to find out that I'm getting more and more relevant, even though I'm not on air as much, just because of like what I've done and how I keep going and word of mouth and things like that. And and I'm recently starting to drop a project where I actually created my own pin, an enamel pin of my own face, and <laughs> and, and and it's great. But I'm using that as a um, as a point to help sponsor my show. Uh, 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 to um, and also Travis did stuff uh, with his stickers yeah. and and everything, but um, he uh, it's gotten to the point where it's gonna help sponsor the show, yeah, as well as giving back to the the music scene in Toledo. So most certainly, okay, Travis, yeah, it, you, I mean, do you think that there's anything besides promotion that you've gained, like tech tech wise? I can say that Josh does oh, all certainly. this stuff, so oh, I haven't learned anything. But I always try to think to myself, like whether it's in a job or a hobby or anything, it's like if I did this by myself without mm-hmm. the financial backing of mm-hmm. the current institution that I'm re- representing, how much will I be lost at? I wouldn't even so much say that it like makes me think differently as much as it makes me more ambitious to do more things on my own. So, so like obviously when it comes to podcasting, you're in charge of not only recording your show, getting it out there, getting it promoted, booking the guests in my case, or in his case with the bands and stuff like that, uh, coordinating schedules, um, you know, making sure that everything runs efficiently and on time. So you kind of go into manager mode with your own show, but because you have so much experience doing that, I've now parlayed that into other things. So like going back to the relationship we have with NOW, you know, we're now coordinating with them in, in ways to, you know, make the shows run a little bit more efficiently from the recording standpoint. So now I'm looking at things from like a, like a producer kind of like, you know, angle instead of like an on-air personality talking about wrestling. I'm now thinking about it like, okay, what kind of angles do we want to shoot when we're filming the match? What kind of, you know, content do we, do we want to bring forth in this next episode that we're going to put out there for the people to check out? Like, so it makes me more ambitious and like you become much more involved in what projects you're working in because you want, you know, what drive it takes to make something succeed so you want it to succeed and you have that drive to do it. And there's also a big style in podcasting and, and, and going from radio to podcasting, there's actually definitely style mm-hmm. of like interviews and things like that, or how you perceive with, with everything. You're not so much time constraint, but at the same time, you don't want to go too long due to just like, you know, listener fatigue or like the, the, or they'll fade oh, yeah. in and out and, and things like that. So those are, those are also things that I try to, uh, I, I guess maybe it helped that I came from radio background and going to podcasting instead of the other way around, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, as much as it's two separate things, they kind of inter, inter interlace in in certain parts, especially with like you said, um, you know, producing and time management and things like that, and also publicity and uh, promotion and everything. Like a lot of those kind of you go in the same way. But it podcasting is the future, while like things and certain things in radio are not evolving as fast as they should. You get to learn how to wear different hats mm-hmm. when you're when you're involved in podcasting. Yes. It's like in, in a week on a weekly basis, you know, promoting ASL and then doing all the side projects that we do involved with it. I wear on-air talent hat, I wear booker hat, I wear you know, communication manager hat. I wear graphic hat because I do all the graphics for our show. I wear so many different hats throughout a week that it kind of like forces me to get better at each and every aspect of it. So ideally, I mean, realistically, you'd say it's a resume builder. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can really kind of parlay a lot of your skills from podcasting into, and I think some of my skills outside of podcasting have obviously helped me out in there. I've been a manager in, in you know, my various jobs for many, many years. So like, you know, learning how to manage people and get schedules coordinated is, is something that just kind of, I feel like comes naturally to me. So. Well, we're on the subject of that, since all four of the people who are on this podcast have all been a part of multiple podcasts at one point or another. Certainly. Yeah. What can you say about artistic differences that you guys have run into? <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my earlier years, uh, I, I, I won't mince words. I've I've had definite strains on personal relationships with friends. It's it's always hard when you're getting involved in a passion project with friends. And I know we've talked about this both on air and off air. It's hard to other. work with friends. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like we, it's. Like, I still have people that I have strained relationships with because of attempting a working relationship on, like, a creative project, like a podcast before. Uh, it sucks. Like, it really does suck. Um, because you don't want to, like, you don't want the podcast to suffer because of the friendship. And you don't want the friendship to suffer because of the podcast. And trying to find, like, a happy medium in between the two can be very difficult. Now, now that we're all older and I think... In, in some ways more mature uh, <laughs> in some ways probably not uh, but now that we're all older and old and more mature like you know back when we started podcasting all of my friends interests were going out partying you know of course you know more looking at podcasting as like a vanity project I've been lucky enough that I have I can't say enough good things about my my partner in, in this podcast like uh, Corey's been fantastic he helps out immensely with the show he he is just as passionate as I am about it. And, and we keep each other pretty much in step for the show. Like, we, we share a similar passion for it. And there's like no... Check, is there, like, a check and balances between the two of you guys? We haven't really come across, like, a lot of, like, you know... Because if, if I can tell he's passionate about a point, then I'll try to remove myself from, from my views and try to look at things from his perspective. And a lot of times I'll just go, okay, cool, let's try it that way. Let's do that. Like, oh, you want to do a, you know, one of the one of the earliest things we ran into was he wanted to switch up the format of how we were doing the show a little bit. He wanted to start introducing more of like a free form episode to where we just have a couple topics that we just kind of talk about. And they we, we kind of just refer to them as like a roundtable show. So mm. and now it's like one of the we have now kind of like what I call like a grab bag of show formats that we can go with. So every week you're going to get a different episode of audio suplex live this week. We do a movie review next week. It could be, you know, well next week we're not doing an episode, but you know, the next episode could be like a pay-per-view preview special where we just kind of look at the match card, make our predictions, talk about what we think is going on in, in storylines going into that. And then we also have like, you know, interview formats where we have a guest come onto the show. So we have like a grab bag and that, that stemmed from, Corey wants to do this episode. Okay, cool. Let's try it. Oh, that worked really well. All right, awesome. Let's put that in the grab bag, and now we can come back to that yeah, concept just, if we want to do it again. It's kind of like building a toolkit. Like exactly, everything, exactly. Everything you do is help. Is like just building up what you're capable of. But it's not always easy. Like I, uh-huh. like I said, I've had situations before. Now, luckily, I, in this endeavor, we've been lucky enough that we've never had like a, a communication breakdown of any capacity. Mm-hmm. But in previous endeavors, we've had like you know communication breakdowns with me and people where it's like. You want things to go in a certain direction. I want things to go in a certain direction. And then things kind of implode from there. And it sucks because, you know, you're usually working with friends on these kind of things because they are passion projects. Or at least they usually start, excuse me, start as that. But, you know. I mean, yeah, it definitely sucks when people's, like, level of interest or passion doesn't match what you're, like, exa- oh, that's, what you that's, want or where you want to go. And, you know, to have to kind of drag them along. Yeah, or, or figure out what you want to do. It's like, well, do I take this thing I tried to build and just 
throw it out the window and call it a day. And it's also hard to figure out how to make this work. Like, you know, it's, it's also hard to find a balance between taking it seriously enough to make it a viable thing, but also not taking, taking yourself too, too seriously, seriously yeah. you know, like, cause we're all doing this because we love it and have fun doing it. You know, obviously we want it to be successful, you know, in some capacity or another, but you know, you, you also want to make sure that you're not overbearing and that you're not making it like a unfun thing to do. Right. Yeah. So. The, I mean, the biggest thing is like some some of my stuff. Like he's he's been working with friends and everything like that. And un, unfortunately, I saw some of the. Uh, I mean, we met and we got got become really good friends due to some of these the podcasts and some of these projects we started. These passion projects. Unfortunately, some of them just kind of fade uh, fall apart just because of time constraints or life gets in the way. Everything like that. Um, and some of the things that I dealt with on on for on the radar, like you know, I built a relationship with uh, with Steve and his studio and. Unfortunately, like I wanted to keep going, but he couldn't just do it just because of time constraints and he felt bad for hindering me. So I, I one day I, I ended up saying, yo, you know, do you mind if I tried to go to another studio just for the interim? And, you know, at the same time, don't want to treat the second studio like, oh, you're just an interim before I go back to, you know, I go back to the main sugar daddy. And, uh, like, I didn't want to do it like that. I Can you say it, sugar daddy again? Yes, uh, sugar daddy. Thank you. Um, it, I didn't want to, I didn't want to treat like that. But I also, at the same time, don't want to, you know, toss this other studio aside and say, oh, I'm mm. done with you. You're not, you're not, <clears throat> you're not at my speed. You know, I, I'm not, I don't want to come back to you. I, the idea of like building more into your team, but still being fully in control of it is, is, is very hard. Um, but at the same time, if everybody is in it for the right reasons, everything comes off better. And it, it's easy for me, like to kind of like put my final thoughts on this, on the subject It's easy for me because like, it's me and Corey. Like we have other friends who are involved in the show and no disrespect to them. Like they're, they're just as involved as we are, you know, but when it really comes down to the end of the day, the show was started by he and I, and then, you know, it's really like what we do is kind of he and I's decision going forward. So, you know, in previous projects, you have a lot of moving pieces involved and that's where I think some discrepancies and some, you know, you know, um, Riffs and disagreements kind of kind of stem from as you have too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. And, you know, add to that, you know, a couple of years wiser, a couple of years more mature, removed from, you know, previous iterations of myself. And, you know, I think it makes it a lot easier now that it's just it's literally just a two man show. Like, granted, like I said, we have other people involved, but it's really just comes down to he and I. So. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Yeah, uh, from a personal, <laughs> yeah. a personal standpoint. Like I said, we 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 we've all been there before. Like we all know kind of how that how that goes. It sucks, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to do a project, and no matter how big or small it gets, you at least want people to be on your same level. And I've dealt with that half Certainly. of my life, and any other projects, and half of my works, like I work. It's like any better, and I work. I'm more passionate than a lot of the people going on. That's why I hate like doing group projects when I was growing <laughs> up because yeah. I was always being the one to, to do it. That's why I'm kind of I kind of like that. I'm still like I'm depending a lot on other people. Like if I had my own studio, to be completely honest, I would I wouldn't mind doing it all myself if I knew the skills of, you know, recording bands and and mixing and mastering. But I don't. I don't have the skills. I'm sure maybe down the line I would I would like to learn some of that stuff, but I I'm working with people that know better that 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 play on my weaknesses is their strengths, so it's a good back and forth. Yeah, I think that like I can definitely understand that as well. Like feeling 
a lot like the odd man out in terms of like the way that you think. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to find people that you can share a vision with. Oh yeah. Which and fu- I think any project without vision, you're just like, well, it's all kind of shotgun to the wind and see how it goes. But when you can like take a project and kind of everyone laser focus on a goal, yeah, it makes things work a lot better. The problem is, is that a lot of times you can't find people who see the same thing or want to see the same thing as you. And piggybacking on what he just kind of, uh, what Pat just mentioned here a second ago, it's it's good to find people to work with that complement your oh, yeah. weaknesses oh, yeah. uh, with their strengths, which is, once again, you know, shouts out to Corey. I can't say enough good things about him. He, he's, he pulls up a lot that I don't. And I, I think make up for a lot of the things that he doesn't. So like it, it blends together seamlessly. Like, uh, unfortunately, none of us have ever really gotten to the place where podcasting can be our primary source of income. Oh, so I wish. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> if I could do th- what we're doing right now, if I could do this on. And you then know, not have to get up to go to work tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like I would in a heartbeat. I, you know, and three different times on Sunday, I would do it like not even not even a question, you know. So so having the passion, but also not having the time or, or, or resources. Now, luckily for us in our show, we've been able to find ways to get income mm-hmm. uh, and resources because we're not quite to the point where people want to sponsor us if you're listening and you would like to. Uh, it's uh, it's audio live at gmail.com. We, we joke every episode on Chick Fil Fix that we're going to try to get different sponsors. But no, <laughs> I, like, I, that project is just is just for shits and giggles. Honest to God, like my On the Radar podcast is this thing that I want to start making a little bit more money on and doing as an independent project Certainly. and things like that. Like I Don't get me wrong. I like my job and I, I'm I'm, I'm Doing my independent thing because I think I can do a better job. We can cuss on the show. Indep- what? We can cuss on the show. Oh, yeah, you okay. Yeah, I've been cussing for half the fucking well, time. Same thing. I, I, <laughs> well, you just you just took some of the. I was going to drop the f bomb there. It was going to be like a big shocking reveal. Yeah. Like, no, but you already took no, my thunder. I've, I've, we, only get, we only get one fuck. You guys already exhausted yours, so allow me to get this on the table real quick. I love my job, but I'll quit that motherfucker in a heartbeat <laughs> if you tell me that I can make this my my full time. Honestly, I like I like showing that, and and this might be a tad controversial, but like I I work in a building that a lot of the people don't understand the appeal of like newer. And outside the box ideas. So if, if I can show independently that like an outside the box idea, quote unquote, to them does better than what they're coming up with, it's it a it's just good satisfaction for me because I know that I'm doing something that I like and enjoy and am passionate you're, about, and it's covered. And two, just to stick it to them. You're in a weird juxtaposition because like you have. Um this weird situation where you know podcasting is the future. Yeah. And you want to push it further. Yeah. But you're also stuck working in radio. Yeah. I mean, I feel like radio, <laughs> like, radio at the same time has to evolve much like anything else. And, and, and it's, it's like you have one foot in the crib and one foot in the grave. It's kind of weird. I, 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 I live a weird life. <laughs> right. So, you know. Like at the same time, I feel like radio can, can benefit from podcasting. But a lot, as of right now, a lot of people are using the, just the pod. Like we have like, uh, we have like companies and like oh, websites yeah. that we work with hand in hand that we have. Uh, you know, big money with that we that that we can use some of our radio shows and turn them into podcasts. But a lot of those people don't use it because a they don't understand technology, or b they don't choose to just because they don't want, they think it's weird or they don't if understand. You, if you put a gun to my head and tell me told me to tell you when the last time I listened to the radio was, I would be dead on the floor right now. And honest and honestly, I do not blame you. But I could tell I could tell you what the last podcast I listened to was yeah. readily. You know, like, yeah. I I'm I'm all for thinking ahead and mm-hmm. looking at the future and evolving and how can we use what more or less in a sense is a is a uh, is a dead 
uh, medium or a dying medium, but how we can evolve it to the 21st century and how we can do it for future things. And I feel like radio should go into more better technologies, live and local, supporting uh, those independents, those up and coming people, and using that future technology, you know, for it. But at the same time, a lot of those people are old dogs, and this is how uh, how it's done, and we're not going to change for it. There's and, a lot of traditionalism in radio. Where it is. Like it tends there to is. like. You know, this is the way things have always been done in radio. But the thing, like, about podcasting that I think what a lot of people in radio don't realize, there's an appeal because with podcasting, I could, I, re- I do a weekly show about wrestling. Like, if you want to listen to it, you can. There's literally because, anything you want. Yeah. So, like, when you listen to the radio, you are literally tied to listen to what they are presenting in front of you. What a program director has set mm-hmm. forth and said, this is what we're going to be presenting to our listener base. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you really like it, and sometimes you really don't. And a lot of those people that are in in that sense with a, push a product that is just out is just not yeah not relevant. And with a podcast, you can really pick and choose what kind of content you're digesting and what kind of content you're you're taking in. Like you know, I my podcast, you know, listening you know, habits are as varied as the day is long. Like, because I have, you know, I, I like to think that I have like a wide array of interests and, and, and interests and, and interests and interests. And I realized that I said the same word twice. I in in layman's terms, it. there's something for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Whereas radio, like, yeah, there's something for everybody, but it's being chosen by somebody else for you. And some and of those not, choices are wrong. And not just that, but I mean, like as uh, millennials, I guess it's not just what, but it's when. Oh yeah, yeah. and right. that's the other because thing too. Then it's just I have this whenever I want to listen. Mm-hmm. Right, I can listen to this over the next three days because I don't have time to do anything else. I, but I'll listen to it here and there. You know what I mean? And it's it just makes things a lot easier. I, I work in a radio stuck. station and I listen to Spotify at my desk. I used to have a uh, <laughs> like I used to have an hour long commute to work, and I would listen to obviously a lot of podcasts like mm-hmm. to and from uh, to and from work. And that was great because like that fit my schedule. But now I don't have that commute anymore. So it's cool with podcasts is I can actually still fit in the shows that I want to listen to and the content that I want to digest. But it now fits around a different schedule. So now I'll listen to podcasts when I come home from work and I'm cooking dinner. And, you know, before I go to bed or something like that, I'll throw in a podcast, an episode of something or something like that, you know, right before I go to bed. So because my lifestyle changed, I don't necessarily have to change the content that I listen to. If I was listening to the radio... If I'm not awake for the show that I want to listen to, I'm not listening to it that right. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, certainly. So, uh, Nerd Complex. I yeah. don't think we've covered it at all yet. We're about 45 minutes into this. We we yeah. we kind of tickled on it a little bit. We yeah. complex. There's different stations. Yeah, it's, it's becoming... Oh, yeah. So, the, the concept that we're going forth with now is that, like, we have an offering of content across a varied if you're into you know funny slice of life kind of stuff and you just want to hear two do two adult males talk about you know chick flicks we have a show for that if you yeah. are into the pro graps like i am you know you can you can listen to that show if, if you got pulp culture you got erectile dysfunction our friends you know josh and i Sean had that do. way before that show came around but yeah. that's another story for another show um i really feel like this is this show was probably uh, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, and, and maybe I should, but I just sometimes I work in I, I I work in radio all day, and I hear people you know talk all the time. So when I come home, but like that's the last thing I want to do is just hear more talking, right? In a sense, um, but I, I feel like this project and, and set your expectations is a tremendous idea and a tremendous podcast, and I and I can't speak more. I can't speak positive enough about it because I think it's a genius idea. You see, that's the thing too with. Um um, 
I lost my train of thought. I'm kind of mad that I didn't think of this. No, no. It's, but, but like, so, so, like, well, like, good joke thing about a, it is, like, I don't, thing I I don't do. listen. I think it's a genius idea. Honestly. There's no limit. Yeah. yeah. There's no limit. Exactly. And literally, to just kind of be the cherry on top of what you well, Listen, saying. okay. I'm going to say this without burying our friends, Sean and Josh from, from ED. They do a fantastic show. But that's their show is the beauty of doing Nerd Complex as a podcast network in a nutshell. Like, because when, when we started this back up and we, we decided to resurrect the Nerd Complex, quote unquote, brand and just redo it as like a nerd, as like a, a, a podcast network so that everybody, every content creator who wanted to bring their own show to the table could do so. His is the prime example. Like he texted me and said, hey, we think we're going to name our show Erectile Dysfunction. And I was like, cool, go for it. Not what I would name my show. But by all means, and that's, that's the thing too, he has his own listener base and they have their own listener base so that if you are into that content, damn, we have a show for you. Like, you know, it's not my show and his show is run very differently from how my show is run, but it's still fantastic in its own unique way. And every one of our shows has a different flavor to it, which is fantastic. Like, you know, you, you, you don't go to a restaurant for just dessert. And you don't go to a restaurant for just entrees. You go to a restaurant for the appetizer, the entree, the drink specials, the dessert. You want a little bit of everything. And I think that's what doing things as a podcast network really lets you do. Mm -hmm. So can you can you give me a rundown real quick of all of the people that are officially involved, involved in the podcast network? Certainly. Um, uh, Audio Suplex Live, obviously. Um, uh, Chick Flick Picks. Yep. Uh, erectile Dysfunction, which is Sean and his partner Josh. They do a... I guess you would call it kind of like a pop culture. I call it a pop culture uh, I, I potpourri it, show. Yeah, it's a potpourri show for sure. Like it's definitely it's all over the place. If, if the name itself wasn't an indicator, it's 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 something to listen to for sure. Um, and then you guys obviously no no uh, and is, is on the radar not involved in that? Uh, as of right now, no. Okay. Uh, just because I'm I'm still trying to figure out uh, everything, and I, and I want to make it as a regular podcast, so I have regular month episodes. Unfortunately, I went through like a two month uh, um, two month dry dry spell, so I'm trying to rebuck uh, rebuck it up. But eventually, eventually, it will be a part of this because my name is attached to this, so therefore, yeah. I and want even to as bring a, it up. even as our season opener, at this point, it's obvious to whoever's listening to this episode that we are now a part of this podcast. Yeah, network. I, say, I didn't know we were letting the cat out of the bag. That's well, why I was coy and stepping around it a little bit. I was like, are we officially unveiling this? Like, let's uh, go. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's what we're going to do in the intro. Yeah. Which at this point will have already been played. This is so meta. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's fun. A little inside um, baseball. I loved sitting down before we started recording and talking about how you guys format things because mm -hmm. it's so different from my show. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm enamored sitting here listening and going like, oh, that's so cool the way you guys do that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. And immediately, what did I do, Josh? I said, that reminds me of another show that I really like. And then what did I do? I recommended that show to you. And, and I'm going to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, now you're going to listen to it. So, And then I hope that's the same way that people would look at our content. They say, oh, wow, like, you like wrestling? Oh, cool. Like, they actually have a show that you can check out. You should yeah. check it out. Like, they're they're pretty smart dudes. They know what they're talking about, mostly. Um, you know. I was, like, fun. pimping out other shows that are, that and, and things that I enjoy and also supporting local <laughs> other people. So, obviously, I, I, I showed you guys, like, Sean Daly for, mm -hmm. for Set Your Expectations. I tell people who are into pro wrestling to t go listen to Travis's Audio Suplex Live. Uh -huh. um, I, I'm wearing a shirt uh, called The Grown Ups, uh, which is a podcast that I met that someone wrote on, like, The Zone's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Uh 
that says, hey, listen to this podcast. You're a nerd. You know, you should check out this nerd people. And then th- those those five guys are like the nicest dudes ever. And they're giant nerds. And they're all like have families and everything like that. And, and they're giant, unforgiving nerds, which is fucking great. So You've um, already used your F word for this show. I will you're, keep doing it. What are you, my wife? <laughs> my, my question is, um, is there any idea or like any kind of uh, talk about Everybody in the network doing like a group episode under the nerd complex. See, banner. we we we've 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 obviously toyed with the idea of doing like a group episode of getting like everybody, but a the logistics of that uh, we had already touched it's on very earlier. Difficult. This is this is none of our. I was almost hesitant to bring it up. While no, recording. no, no, no. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, like obviously this is none of ours. Nine to five. Like, is no. if it was, then you would have a group episode at least once a month. I'm sure because yeah. getting the whole breadth of nerd complex personalities under one roof is either going to be the worst podcast in history or, or the, the best. best podcast in history. Um, but the, one of the cool things since we started the inception of the network concept, well, not that we invented podcast networks, but um, we've had a lot of cross pollination already between episodes. So I did an episode of chick flick picks with Peapod and James. Uh, my co-host Corey was out for a week. So James, who's also a big pro wrestling fan, uh, from his show came on to my show. Mm-hmm. Sean Paul from ED has come on to my show before, and and so has Josh actually to help us out recording episodes. They're both wrestling fans, so uh, and I've been on their show before as well. So we've already started, and obviously now we're sitting here right now. Correct. Like, so the cross pollination is already there. It's just trying to get everybody under one roof on at one time. And also, I don't think we have a big enough mixer board between all of us. Plus, Pod was on season one too. Yeah, I was like, can you plug? I'm sure we the could like Daisy wire. Chain. Yeah, yeah, Daisy Chain, your mixer into my mixer into Joe's mixer into my other mixer into, into my other mixer. your other mixer. Yeah. And I'm sure Pod's got a mixer at the studio somewhere that we can. I'm uh, sure. They won't miss it. Shit, we're gonna need a shit ton of XLR cable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So if you could. Uh, uh, just kind of a fun question. If you could pick up any podcast off the ground, just get it running tomorrow. Uh, what, Something besides what we're already doing? Yeah, what idea would you just... Pod, I'll defer to you first. Cause I'm I, I, like I said before, I'd like to do a comics podcast. I'm still toying with the idea. But the only problem with the comic book podcast is, A, there's way too many of them <laughs> in there. B, I don't want it to be like a weekly or a monthly like recap. Like, here's my favorite issues. This is why I like the characters. I like to dive into like writers and runs of uh, of certain comics or interview a lot of independent art uh, independent writers and artists and like one of my favorite independent writers in comic books is a guy named Dirk Manning out of the uh, out of the area who is uh, not only tremendously knowledgeable on comic books but does it fucking hell of a good job promoting himself like he just did a Kickstarter that literally was funded in three and a half hours must be nice and I know right. Uh, and you know stuff like that, but I, I I'd like to do it in that idea is doing the comic books because I like comic books and I like talking about comic books, but also at the same time I hate talking about comic books <laughs> because then like people just get so like I need to find the right co-host because I like to play off somebody mm-hmm. and I want to find the right co-host that a can complement my strengths and b it doesn't make me want to strangle them because they don't want to read something out of sheer fact that it wasn't come out in the 90s right so like that's that's my problem would I ever want to go back to it maybe but at the same time I'm already busy enough as it is and I'd like to just keep that in 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 that sense. Okay, so I've got three, and I'll make them. I'll make them brief. Uh, the first one is uh, I would like to pick up a vanity project that I had with my roommate probably about uh, I want to say two years ago. 
it was called First Pressing. And it was a music podcast, but not in the same sense of how P-Pods is a music podcast, talking about like local musicians and stuff like that. It was more talking about weekly new releases, uh, music news, uh, trends in music, and especially uh, because he works at a record store, talking about trends in, in music consumption. So talking about like vinyl sales, talking about packaging for vinyl records, talking about cassette store day, um, upcoming music festivals and stuff like that. All the numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that was a cool project that actually kind of fell flat uh, a few episodes in just because of like time constraints and, and technical issues. Uh, the second of which um, I would really, and I've been toying around, I'm going to kind of pull the curtain off a little bit. This is like the first time I've really talked about this publicly. It's kind of like a sub show to Audio Suplex Live. I want to do a vanity project where I, I haven't decided. It's either going to be I look back at really bad gimmicks in world championship wrestling okay. uh, from back in the day and, and just kind of like each episode will be dedicated to a different gimmick that kind of failed like the first episode was going to be about Glacier oh, and all the hype Glacier. and all the hype going into the character of Glacier if you guys haven't researched it it's phenomenal they spent weeks and weeks building up this guy named Glacier it was basically a rip off of Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat okay. they spent a small fortune in lighting effects they had actual fucking snow in the yeah. in the arena like they they went all out for this for this guy to literally just get projected into the mid card and i think never touch a title in his entire career no Oh my goodness! Um, which is fantastic. It's it's either going to be that, or it's going to be me. Uh, the the newest idea was for me to start at the first WCW Monday Nitro and do one episode dedicated to either like one month in Nitro or each episode being like a review of each episode of Nitro. See, I'd be down to do that because I don't watch the current product, but I loved bad, terrible. Did we just start a side project? I th well, I told, I told you I'd be down with this because you told me about this before yeah. when me and you... Uh, I, have an, uh, I have like an unhealthy obsession with WCW, so... I, like like I said, if you, you tell me time and place, I'll, I'll try to make it work. <laughs> and the cool thing is like you can just make that like a monthly project. Like one one month is like one... is is dedicated to four episodes of Nitro. I mean, we can talk about that. And the best thing about it is since you guys came up with it on our show, we get to take the first 10, 15% royalties. Absolutely, yeah. If it draws any more money than Jeff Jarrett did, then we'll be fine. And what's 10% of zero? <laughs> <laughs> um, a nice cut. The, the third one is um, just kind of like a, like a, just like almost like a general just talking podcast where you just kind of do what we're like doing right now, where you talk to somebody more like slice just of like life kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I draw a lot of inspiration. So there's, there's a podcast that whenever somebody asks me the question, uh, when, once they're done telling me to shut up about my podcast, um, <laughs> whenever, whenever somebody asks me the question, like, oh, like what podcast should I check out? The, the first and only answer I ever tell people is 99% Invisible uh, with Roman Mars. Uh, and it's all about design. And But it's just like one of the most beautifully, you know, produced shows in history. Not to mention Roman Mars has a voice that could lull the... It's just it's audio velvet. Uh, it's it's one of the best voices I've ever heard in broadcasting in history. Um, it, even though it's, just, it's about design, like the way the show is produced is absolutely second to none. And and I'll be unabashed in saying that if I could do like a rip off in that same production style, but more like slice of life storytelling, 
I would do it in a heartbeat, but unfortunately for that, I'm limited by A, my talent, because my voice sounds like a cheese grater being smashed up against a refrigerator. I've heard much worse, trust me. And B, I don't have the, the nearly, I'm sure, the equipment that Roman Mars has at his disposable, because right. he's been doing broadcasting for many, 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 many moons now. So That's eventually what I like to try to do, is I, I, A, get out of my apartment and find a house, and B, build a recording studio to do some of these projects. Absolutely. I would yeah. like to visit the uh, age-old video killed the radio stars, and both of you have experience in live broadcasting mm -hmm. versus uh, more traditional podcasts uh, recording the way we are now. Mm -hmm. um, what's the big biggest difference there? Live recording forces you to get your shit together quick. <laughs> like you really have to like, you like throughout the entire week, Corey and I will text each other back and forth incessantly about what that week's show is going to be about and what the guest is and what stuff we need to bring up. And, you know, and we always, we meet at the studio probably about, I would say anywhere from a, you know, 45 minutes to a half hour before the episode goes live. And we map out pretty much the entire episode. And I know sometimes tuning into our show can kind of feel like it's free flow but we really do try to like map out the episode so that we know what we're talking about ahead of time what so kind of runtime do you shoot for usually try to shoot for an hour hour and a half give or take we have had some girthy episodes uh for for good reason sometimes actually our first pilot episode i want to say ran for roughly about two hours Could you say girth again girth yes um and then our WrestleMania special that we did, it's WrestleMania. Like, so that show obviously ran WrestleMania is like six hours WrestleMania long. WrestleMania is seven hours long anymore. It's <laughs> insane. If you, if you guys haven't watched a modern WrestleMania, my God. It's like a, there's like a pre-show, then there's like there's like a pre-pre-show, then there's a pre-show, then there's show, and then there's a post-show. <laughs> it's, like it's like a week worth of getting your provisions ready for WrestleMania so that you can like endure the marathon that is WrestleMania. If you ever watch like a sporting event on television, Take the length of time for a, t a minus commercials of a radio uh, of a television sporting event, and then double that. That's how long a radio uh, coverage of a sporting event is. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it's insane. Um, it's terrible. No, I I personally like I've done. I, I do live radio and I've done live radio and I'm dying to do more live radio again. Um, but I like to do it by myself with a Rolodex of other co-hosts or other segments uh, because then I can just play off of uh, play off of them and what they bring to the table. I don't want to plan too much ahead because if you plan too much ahead, it feels too structured. And with, with working in radio, the biggest thing you have to learn is to uh, go with the flow, which is really hard for me sometimes because I'm, I'm very organized detail oriented person so going with the flow sometimes is like this foreign area of hard to try to do but at the same time i like doing the pre-record idea because if so for some reason <laughs> something goes wrong or something uh, we have to we have to take a break or something uh or Tra happens travis uh, wants to get a beer up. in the middle of an episode yeah you know, I have to piss myself. I have to go to the bathroom before I piss myself because we're going three hours in on a, on a 90 minute uh, movie. I literally made him take a commercial break during our episode so yeah. he could go get a beer. <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny. What what can you say about the relation between length of your episodes versus uh, listenership? Um, I honestly don't know how my listenership is. I'm only going by Facebook and Podbean. And some of the details. I don't know how many listen people listen through iTunes. I wish I had the, some of those logistics, um, but I try to make it as comfortable length as I can. But I also, at the same time, if we're on a good subject and we're going long on a subject, I don't want to cut that off due to time. I want I want the substance. Oh, I want the substance to be there instead of. That's why I like I like podcasts better than radio sometimes because if there's something good we're talking about, I don't want to cut it off due to commercials. 
I want to keep talking about it until there's a natural point of stopping. Yeah. The only time that we've ever really cut anything was because of time constraints. We didn't want it to go too lengthy because we don't want to have our listeners disengage from what we're talking about. You know, any, I, I think, I think, and you guys probably agree with this, like the sweet spot for a podcast episode is an hour, mm-hmm. you know, maybe an hour or 30, depending on, on what the subject matter yeah. is, you know, but like we, we've had interview subjects in the studio with us or in the studio or via Skype where we've skipped questions that we were going to ask because we get on one question and the story goes in a certain, in a different direction when we were expecting. And we just don't want to stop it. We're just like, okay, cool. No. So right now you're spelling out exactly how the last hour has been going in my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you don't want to cut any of it out because you're like, wow, this is engaging. I like this. I'm it's just kind of like, you just kind of have to, you know, uh, stick and move yeah. uh, with the people that you're with. The good Certainly. thing about it is though, um, if you have a guest that like you're not really that comfortable with, I mean, you have this, difference between you this these mm-hmm. microphones it's almost like you're in a different room yeah but if you have somebody with you in the room that you're interviewing that you actually would like to get to know that doesn't seem like a huge piece of shit then you get like sort of a bond so oh certainly it's also from recording one episode uh, it's also great to have it like great charisma and great personalities in the room like this room right now i'm surprised that like it hasn't blown off the roof because of how much charisma and personality are in this room right now in different styles and making a good show together. Well, the two of us kind of have weaned back because the two of you take up a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> we um we had uh an episode not too long ago where we've and we've had episodes before where you know, we try to do our due diligence due diligence and our homework beforehand, especially with pro wrestling. You want to know who you're talking to. So yeah. like, you know, I'll research matches, I'll look at their their history, like there's great resources online to find that stuff. Like, I'll look on YouTube and stuff like that to kind of find out information from I'll look at their Twitter and everything. Um but sometimes like you just really don't get a whole lot going into the episode and so like luckily for us like more nine times out of ten we've been able to like find a common ground just in talking like in conversation you're like oh wow we can kind of steer the direct the conversation in this direction and a really good example of that um is a couple guys in a tag team out of new york called the indycard mafia we had both of the members of the team on as individuals we still haven't had them on as a team yet um but they're fantastic like and, and we did our research on them going into the show um, but you know, Eric Eminon and, and Thomas Brewington, like they came on to the show and immediately we were able to connect with them as people. Cause we're like, wow, they, they, they share a similar, you know, view as us. And they, they, you know, the way they treat their wrestling is the way we treat our podcasts, you know? So we were able to connect with them and th- those are two of the, some of the best episodes I think we've recorded to date. So, nice. but yeah, I totally get what you guys are saying with that. So shouts out to the IndyCard mafia, by the way. And also shout out, shouts out to the uh, new NOW tag team champions, the natural aces. So, gotta get my shouts out. Gotta, shouts out. Shouts out. We did. An, I did an episode with a band called Outside. Uh, technically, fantastic. We, uh, first band. off, te- fantastic band. It was probably one of my most fun episodes I've done to date. Um, uh, but also, like every couple of minutes, they were shouting out something to the point that it just got ridiculous. <laughs> how many shout outs? They did. It was uh, the most entertaining episode. Like the, the episode that I listened back and go, this is fucking hilarious. I'm going to have to like go through our show and just see how many shots out we've had and just do like a big, massive shots no, out. Cl- like, I like, want to hear how many bands Peapod talks about to where the first thing he always leads with is first off, fantastic band. First off, fantastic <laughs> guy. First off, that is a fantastic cat. Well, because <laughs> I, I, I'm being honest. To be fair, Peapod's the ultimate hype man. He is a fantastic cat. Oh, he, he put my show over huge. I wasn't expecting that. Well, because like, at the same because I, I want to, it, it's, it's. Right. Here I am thinking we're a couple of like, you know, slop jalops recording, talking about, you know, razzling in a, in a, in a spare bedroom somewhere. But, it's, you know. it's, it's one, it's because it's paying it forward. 
uh, and and as well, and, and two is that I I truly if I didn't feel comfortable or I didn't feel like I put my whatever stamp of approval is because and, and some people can argue that I'm some sort of celebrity I don't agree but whatever if I put some my st- my stamp of approval on something and somebody follows you because of that then that's great I want to be Hell completely yeah. honest about it listen to so, audio suplex live go listen to audio suplex right <laughs> then go listen to on the radar Hell then yeah. go listen to set your expectations listen to all three of them at the same time I actually heard if you listen to set your expectations while watching. The Wizard of Oz, it winds up. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we won't tell which episode though. <laughs> you have to find out. To try all of them. Mm-hmm. It's like the dark side of the moon of power. If you if you listen it backwards, you'll hear a, a hidden message about the next episode. By the time you get to about 25, 26 listens, you should have figured it out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I know podcasting. Uh, you guys have both admitted at separate points in this episode that if you could, you would do it as your full time job. But is there another hobby that you guys have separate from that that you would choose over podcasting? That's more of a like a a passion for you. Not that I would choose over podcasting, but now that we've been doing the video production stuff with NOW, I've really it's really like ignited my passion for video editing, which is something that I like. I I toyed with it in high school, like the, the I. I I went to two different high schools in my high school career. The first one was a pretty well-off high school in suburban South New Jersey, and the other one was a very urban high school in Toledo, Ohio. Um, so the first one had a really good video productions, um, you know, uh, program there, and, and and I was enamored. Like I loved video productions from a from my early adolescence and and this is really just kind of like rekindled my love for that like i love taking video and editing it together and then you know really kind of just taking the pieces of what we film and finding a way to make a cohesive story out of it and if you guys have watched it like that's my new favorite project that we have is is doing the wrestling commentary stuff and doing the um you know doing the the production stuff that we do for for the local indie here in toledo so it's the biggest thing because like that question has been coming up a lot as of my life as of late. It's just like, what would you do if this if like radio was an option? What would you do if blank wasn't an option? What would you and, do if your son was at home? What no? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. I I just I it's it's really weird for me because I I want to do I want to get to the point where I just like I want to talk about some of the things that I'm passionate about and get paid for it whether that is radio whatever that's comics whatever that's music whatever it's whatever it's like i want to be at the point where i can do what i love and get paid very well doing it <laughs> whatever it is um and and as of right now i have my fingers in everything i i've really to tell you the truth because I, I i did the process and i'm hoping knock on wood is that it goes over well is making pins is like now I'm starting to kind of get the bug of like maybe I should try to figure out Dude, other pins to try to sell. Yeah, there is such a lane for that right now. It's like, so that's why I did the the pin. That's why I also I called the pin use your words because a it not only it, it's my face yeah of course but I'm also doing it as a sense of like uh, of the idea of. Um, using your words in a sense of like an artistic standpoint because the arts are always the first thing that gets cut and i was at, at such a young age i was i was um enamored with music because my grandfather who was a huge influence in my life um you know uh got me interested in music and everything and use and knowing the ideas and how you can take an idea or a feeling and everything and put it in a song and that touching so many people in in a, in a certain way and music is one of those um avenues that that doesn't matter 
the types of people listen to it, it can have a different message to each person. You can bond over it. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. And I, I wanted to do something like that. And, and like I said it before, like pins are in right now. There's such an avenue for it. I'm hoping that if this does well, I can, I can use that as for either like different ideas for podcasting or releasing different types of other pins or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, Actually, if you want to do a collab with ASL, we would more than happily do a pin. I can give you the hookups of uh, who who will help with me afterwards. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's the uh, one other thing. Like the, the, I've, I've kind of got like a bug for design and, and merchandising as well. He's done really sense. well at, um, at Photoshopping. And I, I do some Photoshopping <laughs> at my work and I'm not that great. I do enough to get by, but I would love to try to learn better at Photoshopping and doing graphic design. Right. Because I know so many people doing graphic design right now, they do really well. But I'd love to buy my own copy of Photoshop, but it's now fucking expensive to do it. And they don't do it as like, oh, you buy the software and that's it. You have to pay a monthly fee to be on the, and use the software. It fucking sucks. Or you just have to pirate it like everybody else. Well, on, I, on the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I oh, try no. to do like a free version of you it just, or like it's we, not great. You just go to college for a, sem- for right, a, for right. a half a semester. Get that, get that get college email. Yes, sir. Get the student version. Uh, just we, milk that. We had a guy on the show not so long ago his name was uh puck he's a, a designer yeah. out of um out of uh, southern ohio and he's kind of found this lane of like doing like streetwear wrestling flips and and i'm super inspired by him because he's 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 carved his own path he's like he's out there his stuff's being worn by by tastemakers and and people who are really kind of doing yeah. it and and i take inspiration from that too like so i want to start like getting creative with the audio suplex live merchandise like we have t-shirts with like our little logo on them and stuff like that but i'm talking about maybe doing some like really cool flips and stuff like that that we can that we can really kind of like make it because wrestling merch for the most part sucks it does. like so oh there's a God, lot yeah. of wrestling shirts that i don't want to wear because they're kind of crappy like really shittily designed so yeah, if i can make I've a never re- seen anyone in wrestling shirt and thought this is a wrestling a cool shirt, shirt right here and i'm like stoked on how, like how wearable it is so, I didn't even know that was, that was like a normal ass shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a normal ass shirt. Like if you didn't know better, you would think it was like a band shirt or something like that. So, but yeah, so like it, you, I, I would like to also maybe like carve into that lane a little bit and kind of like see what I can do with that. So we'll oh, yeah. see where the road takes us. So real quick, uh, if you guys could have your pick of any guests on your shows uh, individually, I guess you would be a wrestling guest and you would be a music guest. Who would you guys have? Bye. Do I have to do an artist locally or like no, regionally or just anybody? Yeah. I'd love to try to uh, interview Citizen again. Um, That'd be cool. Uh, because I, I did Citizen, <laughs> excuse me, uh, I interviewed Citizen for the radio show and I I was, uh, it, what I hated is like getting a really good interview and then shortening down for time. And um, that was my biggest thing is I wanted to try to do redo uh, a, an episode with Citizen and not only that, but do another live performance because they like probably one of the biggest indie alternative artists as of late. And they're rising. They're and new they're, and, 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As you please. is so good. Um, and they're just such like super nice dudes. And like it, it's really funny because like I will like the first time I ever tried to get Citizen on like I fangirled hard and it took everything in my power to not fangirl in front of them to even the point that I'll like openly admit it I was at a show 
Um, I was uh, I was at like a hardcore show and I was checking part of it out and then I had to leave to go check out the other show uh, at Frankie's. I was at Ottawa Tavern and Nick Ham, who uh, plays guitar um, uh, for the band, came up and um, uh, gave me a hug. And in my back of my head, I'm just like, holy fuck! <laughs> like, and it was just like out of like it was very cool because like we all interact. And, like I, I do work with with Steve and like Joey Chester and like all of them are like friends for like a good long time. They're all in, like that inner circle. And part of me is just like I just want to hang out with these guys because I admire them for what they do but they just seem like really cool down to earth guys shout out to King Joe actually. it's funny because uh, when Josh and I were in high school we used to um, have to go to the uh, like choir yeah. meets mm-hmm. and at the same choir place well, it's OMEA Ohio Music Education yeah, uh, yeah. So, some big thing where you go get rated right? right yeah but the band and orchestra people go mm-hmm. too so Back then, they I were did like, I did that in high school. I did solo and ensemble, and I did like class B twice, two years in a row in solo, and I scored the best score I got. Well, Joe, so, uh, King Joe, and, uh, and Nick Ham and all them would go at the same time, except we would be singing and they would be doing their instruments yeah. because they were all before they were in the band. Yeah, in the, the that's band. the end of the band. In the high that's school. the yeah. biggest thing. So, <laughs> I mean, as of right now, that that's who I would choose. Well, fuck you guys. I'm gonna go for broke. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh Jesus Christ! Awesome. I mean, that's obviously not realistic. Um, I I I like our episodes. So, like, getting a wrestler on is I'll have any wrestler on our show any day, any time. I like really getting some of these like behind the scenes people that you don't necessarily get the stories of all the time. So like when we had Puck on and he was talking about his clothing line, it's wrestling related, but it's not really like he's not a wrestler, like obviously. Right. Um, you know, so like and we had JT Davidson, who is probably the best manager on the independent wrestling scene today on. So as much as it's cool to get like your wrestlers on, I would really like to start picking the brains of some of these like behind the scenes guys. Some of your like promoters from like New Japan Pro Wrestling or somebody from like a uh like a ROH or something like that. I think or, great I want to get intelligent and everything. I don't have like any specific names right now, but I want to get like referees. I want to get like bookers. I want to get set designers. I want to get those people on because those are and people who are like there's another guy that I'm trying to reach out to uh, who does a very similar thing to Puck in like the aspect of like a streetwear meets wrestling thing called Jolt to Sleep. I want to get him on because he's doing like really cool. He does a flip of the the Kanye Pablo shirt. Uh, I feel like Naito, which is really good. Naito's a pro wrestler from Japan. Um, what, what's that, what's the company called again? Uh, Joel to Sleep. That's great. Yeah, that's a great. So name. like, but he like people like that who are involved in wrestling and and carving their own path in in the wrestling industry, but not necessarily in a in ring standpoint. Like those are the kind of people that I really kind of want to connect with. So no no name specifically, but or Vince McMahon, if he's if he's available. I want. I want the Practical Jokers. Really? Yeah. That'd be good. That would be a good episode. I'd listen to that. A lot of people like them. I mean, they go on podcasts already. Do they? Uh, yeah. yeah. If you're listening, guys. <laughs> then fuck it. Would, if, you, if, you would like, if you'd like your expectations to be set. <laughs> no, if you'd like your expectations to be met. Oh. Actually, I, I just realized that I really would like to do uh, an episode with the band Ninja Sex Party. It's like in the realm of kind of like Steel Panther, but in the sense like they just write like ridiculously crazy songs, but at the same time they're like really, like they're done really well, they're really fun, and they're just all out there. And um, the two members of it, one's an astro, uh, one's like a physicist, and the other one is on a YouTube show called Game Grumps. And but the two of them together make like some awesome like hilarious comedy albums, but they're also re- done really well. Like it's not a joke. Like it sounds really good, and they're about to release a second cover album. Like, 
what podcasts uh, inspire you guys? Because I, I know, like he mentioned that he doesn't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. I draw a lot of inspiration from a lot of different shows. Like there's a lot of different styles that are out there. Like like I mentioned previously with 99% Invisible and the production values that go into that show. Check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, to uh, a show as crazy and erratic as Last Podcast on the Left. To even like um, my our buddy Sean, who does erectile dysfunction, him and I joke about we have a, a mutual podcast that we both like called Around the NFL, mm-hmm. and it's literally just an NFL podcast. But be because of the 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 chemistry between the four uh, guys on the show is something that I strive for on our show, and I actually take a lot of my hosting cues from the host of that show. So I want to ask you guys, like, what shows do you guys listen to that inspire you and actually get you guys in the mood creatively to do to do what you guys are doing? the podcast so first and foremost in my like just the thing that i listen to the most that i like the most is a podcast called the comedy button mm. it's just four friends sitting around bullshit and telling stories talking to each other about their lives and they're just four of the funniest fucking dudes on the planet like they just say hilarious shit and like no matter what is going on if i listen to that show like i'm gonna be excited the rest of the day like it's it's, it's, it's just one of those um i listen to a lot of kevin smith stuff um, just because he, like, he waxes poetic and he's always super positive about stuff, like nerdy things. So it's easy to like kind of make um, it's easy to like feel better about things that are coming out that you know are going to be kind of bad. Because even though he's like, he's like, well, you know, a lot of people worked on it and they didn't make it bad on purpose. So you kind of you know try to. I really it's a, want, it's a reminder to enjoy things. I I really want to hate on Kevin Smith, but at the same time, like the more and more stuff that I I hear from him and at least see him do and everything, I'm having a hard time hating well, him. Well, yeah, because the only reason I hate him is like just to be an asshole because he's just a genuinely cool dude. So there's no there's no reason to really like hate on that dude. Um, Anthony Carboni and Jeff Kanata, we have concerns. It's just like a short twenty minute podcast, but they put three out a week. So like these really short episodes about scientific topics, and they kind mm-hmm. of just like do like sketch comedy sort of in between. That's um, cool. A lot of improv and stuff like that. So that's that's a really cool show, dude. I love shorter podcasts too. Like as much as I love your like hour hour and a half long epics, like, like yeah, this one will inevitably be uh, that first show that I was telling you about, ninety nine percent invisible. Mm. Each episode clocks in at about maybe fifteen to thirty minutes. Yeah, and it's it's infinitely listenable. Like you can listen to it while you're cooking dinner, and and super engaging as well. Like it's a fantastic show. But yeah, I always wanted to do. Um, I guess. Uh, like a scripted show yeah with me and Joe like uh kind of sit down and write something oh yeah do just like a fun ah, man I don't know just just something where we can sit down and kind of just goof off and write some funny shit the problem is like I have no faith in my own voice acting ability Mm -hmm. so I'm just like I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna send you guys I know exactly what video I'm gonna send you guys to there's a uh, episode where uh Roman Mars of 99% Invisible did an episode of, of the show live as as a TED talk Okay. And it was fantastic. But you, it's cool because you get to see him at his desk with his notebook in front of him and his iPad that he uses to control all of his like sound cues and stuff mm. like that. Literally produce an episode in front of your eyes. And it's like, to me, it's porn. Like, I love it. Like, I <laughs> yeah, get absolutely. off watching him produce that show because I'm like, God, if I had this kind of resources mm-hmm. and the ability to do it the way that he does it, like, I would love to do it. Like, but I just don't have, A, I don't have faith in my own abilities. Like, of course. I'm sure he does. And I don't have the resources, so... Yeah. Hell yeah. That's my question for you guys. Yeah, like I said, I don't really listen to many podcasts. Um, I also still buy CDs. So, see, I listen. I listen to Spotify at work and uh, like on, in the car. Too. But I, I like to buy the actual like album if yeah. I really like it, yeah. I, especially on vinyl. So, yeah, I do. I, I do like a combination of like 
vinyl records and uh, in Apple Music. I just recently started getting back into music. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just literally stopped listening to music for a long time and just, just listen to podcasts. It's a good point in time to get back into it. There's a lot of good stuff out so, there. Yeah. Regardless, of shit. regardless of what genre you're into, like there's so much good stuff out there today. <laughs> so uh, you guys can check out my show, Audio Suplex Live. It's available uh, on every major podcasting platform. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Podbean is where it's hosted at. And uh, you can also check out the episodes because it is a video show as well. You can watch the episodes on YouTube at Audio Suplex Live. Uh, you can check us out at Audio Suplex Live on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then also, if you're on the YouTube, that's where we post all of our uh, what we call our NOW showcases, where is the footage that we shoot at the local indie promotion. Um, and you'll be able to hear my sultry voice doing my best impersonation of 1997 Tony Schiavone uh, <laughs> monthly on commentary. So if you're on the YouTube, that is oh, that, OK, that's who I would love to have on my show. Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Oh, my God. Tony Schiavone was the the the. Um, I guess he would be the color commentator. Was he the color commentator? He was more the color commentator, and Mike Tanay was more the play-by-play yeah, yeah. for for WCW Monday Nitro and all of WCW's flagship shows during the '90s and the Monday Night Wars. Tony Schiavone is the voice of my childhood, and if I could get him onto our show, I would have his moment where he got to hug Nick from Sizz. Like I would, I would <laughs> J in my peas. So, uh, I, uh, of course I do a podcast called the on the radar podcast that is also on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the radar PC. Yeah. That's what I got. The only personal account of mine that I'll promote is my Twitter. If you guys want to follow how my fantasy football team is doing and follow my uh, irreverent thoughts, uh, throughout the day. Also, uh, follow me on Twitter. also Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Yes. Uh, at X Dr. TX. Uh, you can find us at Set Your Expectations on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and by the time this episode's out, also Facebook. Yeah. Uh, myself, you can find me at Joe of the Sound and Josh. Oh, you can't find me anywhere. anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> Joe, Josh, I, we were I, talking before we went on air, is now social media agnostic. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm that's kind of the smartest thing to do. Uh, I feel a thousand times better, actually. Dude. I took like a year and a half break from Facebook, and the only reason I reactivated my Facebook was so that I could run the Facebook for our show. And that was it. Yeah. Really, if I if 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 I had the power, if I would get off face, I would get off most of the social networks and just stick with Instagram because I like photos. Yeah. So that's just me. Well, if there was any episode that was going to get me back into the knack of podcasting, it would be one on podcasting. So I'd like to thank both of you for giving us your wonderful time. Yeah, of for sure. It was. It's been. A, it's been an absolute pleasure being. Yeah. Here. Letting so. us keep your voices forever. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure. Once again, like thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah. And uh, it's been absolute. We'll have to get you guys involved in, in our shows in some capacity. So For now, my, my expectations have been met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Yeah, definitely, though. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. And you and I are going to talk off air about okay. this WCW Vanity Project. Done. That's a great big old good night. <laughs>